Hello guys and welcome back to Tina Me with your girl the hooligan. How have you been? How are you going? How's your life been? I haven't been around for a little while and I kind of have some explanation for that. So um, recently towards the beginning of this year I had a really bad cold and uh, I guess when I was getting over the code, uh, the cold, cold, <laughs> cold, I ended up catching COVID. Um, I was down for a little while and then I'm recovering. I finally got, you know, the cast removed and I got like a, you know, a little replacement cast for my arm that broke and I'm going to like physical therapy and dealing with all that. So it's been an eventful first month to say the least of this year. It's It's been going. I'm not going to complain because after all... You know, these are things that are about to happen. It's just when and how. So that's just a little update on my life and how I've been doing. <laughs> Before anyone says to be like, why have you been lost, gone so long, bitch? Like, mm. But regardless of my feelings and my life story, we're just going to push on and just act like nothing bad ever happened. I'm just going to jump into this. So... I actually decided to try a little something different. Uh, it's been a while, but like a faithful like cycle, I always come back. And that's going to be my Kindle Unlimited <laughs> membership. Now, me and Kindle Unlimited have like an on and off again relationship. And I can't tell you what it's about. It's just, it's just something between us that happens. So... <laughs> I ended up trying again the two-month trial of... Oh, sorry, let me like, let the neighbors go wild for a second. Da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, whatever. It happens. It is what it is. So, <laughs> let me continue. So, like a bad relationship, I keep coming back. So, uh, I ended up uh, trying it for like two months because I saw some books that had my attention Number one, I ended up reading I Am Not uh, I'm Not the Final Boss's Lover, uh, volume one. It's a light novel, available if you guys want to check it out. And pretty interesting, it honestly got me hooked. It is an isekai, um, villainous kind of situation, but not really. Let me explain. Um, <laughs> I think it's the best way I can put this. So, this woman is... Uh, has played this game before. There's apparently three different run-throughs of this game. The first time is when you're kind of gaining your ability. The second time is when you, when everyone in the world seems to forget, and they have to do it over again. But this time, different like objectives open, and you know, the true final boss comes out, and there's supposed to be like little side quests and stuff like that that they can do. So this girl was born um, into this world again with all her memories of the human world so she remembers the game but not all of it the first time and she chases the main quote-unquote hero of this game which is like Lucan or something like that and she is born in this world as a support mage and support mages don't have a good reputation in this world they're seen as kind of useless and whatever even though they have support magic which if you're going to be doing dungeon raids I think having support is extremely important especially since she has the ability to take on pain from other people or uh make 
injuries travel from one person to another which i think is kind of freaking terrifying but um you know if people are not afraid then whatever so the first run through she's kind of treated like a dog by the main heroes team and people kind of look down at her for being just a support mage like a weak support mage with no real defensive or offensive powers but in the second playthrough when everyone's forgotten well most people have forgotten the main hero and stuff like that some of the characters still remember usually the high ranking characters still have some type of memory uh the first time uh she ends up once again where she started in the game story in a cave being pushed out by her shitty parents and her like village who really mistreats the life out of her and they basically throw her into like this dungeon cave thing as like a sacrifice hoping something good would happen or whatever or it'll be appeased or something but her luck is that she ends up finding the black knight's raid something like that that's what it's called and in it she finds its leader the leader is actually supposed to be the correct bad guy or like the main bad guy eventually like being transformed by the amount of power that he will gain and so she's extremely hesitant to like join him in anything she's like nah like this guy is kind of crazy she needs his help to get out of this situation so she kind of takes it and the whole time she kind of has her hopes out that the original hero that she sacrificed so much for will return to save her okay yeah sorry so the main guy's name the main hero quote-unquote's name is fabian and the guy who actually came to rescue her is called uh, mr knox and he's like the mayor grand duke mayo knox whatever and he wants to recruit her and he's personally trying to get her to come around and she's like "Mm, no bro like anything but that i don't i don't really i don't really jive with that he's like i'll give you a position if you can just like help us get through this raid i'll see and i'll assess your skills then she's like i really don't want to blah, blah 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 but she ends up having to do it anyways and then after they basically almost out he kind of (laughs) tries to force her to take the position which she's kind of like not with it but eventually ends up agreeing because she's kind of sees like what her life has devolved in with fabian and how shitty she's treated um but she agrees on the condition that they make her name famous because she's just like i'm i just want to be done with this game i want to live out the good happy ending and so now it's her like kind of jumping the ranks ending up as a second in command and then all the people who are like either vitamin against it or like not trusting her but Mayor Knox for some reason is absolutely like infatuated and thinks she's the most useful person ever he can have so he does see a lot of value in her which other people just seem not to be able to find except those who work with her directly and this is what we kind of come to find out that it's perhaps that they were jealous of her power that Fabian's team, quote unquote, the heroes team, didn't really like want to compare themselves to her. So they treated her badly. So hopefully she wouldn't go. And they came to the conclusion that Fabian did, in fact, abandon her in this cave to go get another item. 
And so it's her kind of coming to terms. People sitting there saying this whole situation is so odd and so weird or whatever. And her just trying to use her powers to help Mayor Knox and hopefully prevent the bad future and get the good future in there while they have kind of like these adventures together and try to focus on reaching god tier level basically so it's really interesting it's a really interesting night novel i like where it goes i like this it doesn't hide its punches from like the shitty stuff in this world and like what they have to actually go through and how it's not all rainbows and goddamn butterflies and there are people's sacrifices that keep being unnoticed. I think the, the main the main moral for this that I've been taking away is like, don't just sacrifice yourself for others because some people just don't appreciate what you got or will be jealous and hateful of you. Like that is what I got from this, which is really interesting because I've never really, I've read stories that have this motif kind of like sprinkled in but I really feel like this is honing it in it's like use your mind use your brain use your leverages that you have for your own benefit at the end of the day because you have to care for you and other people will find the appreciation and find what you bring to the table as useful even when someone else doesn't so in other words one man's trash is another man's garbage and that's exactly what this book is kind of showing so honestly I can't wait to read part two. I'll see when I do get to it because I also have been reading other things and let's go through those, shall we? Because uh, if you thought that it stopped there, it didn't. Um, I read Grumpy Alien Santa. Honestly, that is the kind of trash that I um, love to read in Kindle. Uh, it, it makes me feel guilty, but also I respect it. I feel like... <laughs> There's a lot of interesting thoughts that are put into bad books that people don't give them credit. Sometimes it can be the worst concept, but it'd be the most beautiful descriptive writing or like most charming little stories. So I enjoyed it. It was basically what it said it's going to be. It's an alien who's grumpy, who's an ex-military man, and he's retired basically from that lifestyle. And now he's trying to like kind of find a mate in the in like you know his own world where there's a bit a little bit of a human colony and it's like a really frozen tundra of a world and he gets to meet this researcher who is um very work dedicated and has a really shitty situation because her ex-boyfriend is her current boss and he is just unprofessional as fuck so yeah pretty interesting story uh rating i would give it like in terms of spiciness i'd give it like a one out of five in terms of cuteness i'd give it a three a three out of five overall um 2.5 it uh, you know what no 2.75 that is passable and it was slightly interesting it kept me entertained and i appreciate it didn't have to be anything big but it was cute now <laughs> let's let's talk about this one um my big alien boss okay let's just put that word out there put that whole title out there judge me for like a good second i'll give you a second to judge me okay it's time to get rid of that second uh (laughs) i 
thoroughly enjoyed this. This one I have high ratings for. Um, so let me explain. In this human world full of suffering where, you know, the rich have basically pushed everyone down into extreme amounts of poverty, uh, global warming has wrecked and decimated countries, people are unable to feed themselves, unable to find work, it's very difficult to even survive. This one lady is struggling and she is going for a job application in their new alien saviors. So the backstory is, I'll give you a little bit of the information. Um, these aliens showed up on earth, uh, let's say, they don't say exactly when, but like it's implied that it was like a year or two ago, like two to two, I want to say two to five years, five seeming many. So probably around two to three years. Um, and they showed up out of nowhere with beaming lights to make people feel comforted. And in this, there was some kind of a rapture where all the people committing violent or heinous acts or crimes were kind of sucked into these alien ships. Well, in alien ship. And in the alien ship, they basically sat there and said, we're here to help humanity. We'll help help you move forward. We're going to make you guys better. Well, of course, this is going to be... How do I say this? Not an easy job because there are humans and humans are not easy people. And so people are, some people are very resilient. Some are, you know, kind of okay with their new alien overlords and they're just like accepting it. I mean, I would just be like, okay, well, I mean, it's not like I'm going to find them all off myself. So touche. Uh, <laughs> but um, they're like these ethereal, like beautiful alien creatures and what they want is basically human salvation they want to help humanity reach the stars and go above and beyond and learn compassion and that their government and the way that they've been doing things is just hurting themselves and each other so here comes a perfect example of a hurt human in this young woman Uh, She is our main character, our protagonist. She's currently, um, you know, going for a job interview. She stole the clothes and she lied on her resume and she just wants to get that bag because she is tired of being homeless and poor. And though now, you know, a lot of starvation has been fixed, there are still a lot of humans who are not well who are still suffering in the thralls of, you know, global warming and uh, elitism, basically. So she's in a situation. She's lying her ass off. She's ready to go and get that job. She is hilarious. I think she's supposed to be black or a minority, which I really appreciate because, honestly, I read a lot of these bad books, but for some reason... It doesn't tend to be too many, like, minority characters in these. But, no. This one, ah, minority. So, I appreciate that. Or at least she's very minority coded. So, what was saying? Right. So, she goes in there. She gets to kind of see these ethereal and beautiful aliens who kind of seem to glitter and, like, be very 
how to say this al Kuwaitis like um let me just try to find like rain very iridescent and rainbowish but they still have like a human form but they're just like longer more like perfected humans kind of in a way and she's really nervous so one of the guys uh who helped her get off the pod which basically was a transportation between new york and uh the alien world because they live in this gigantic spaceship that's like eden or something like that and it's a big parable by the way so anyways uh she goes in there and she gets out she's helped by this like super beautiful alien man and he's just like yeah get ready for your interview whatever like just calm down well, she goes, she ends up meeting this man called Sar. Sar is the boss. Sar is so perfect, basically. Almost perfect. And so she's a little kind of thrown off by him. Because he's just, like, ethereal. And he has the power to kind of read minds slash emotions like they all have a power to read emotions but he has particularly the power to read minds and yeah her main name her name is jessica whatever but uh she got a big heart and she's gonna lie she's gonna lie her way through this interview she's gonna she's gonna work hard she's the son of fourth and so he's reading her resume and at first he's like super amused because he's like because get you get both her perspective and his perspective and he's like who is this audacious ass girl coming in here lying her fucking ass off talking about a jujutsu master talking about uh fucking <laughs> complex physicist and when he asked her what a complex physicist is it's like a physicist but more complex and so he's like enjoying the shit out of having her around because she's kind of fucking funny and he decides that, you know what, he sees good heart in her, like, she's obviously someone who has, you know, has him kind of intrigued. So he decides to kind of just throw caution to the wind and hire her. And not for the original position, but basically just to follow him around. He doesn't tell her that, because he's like, you know, I'll let her have her own redemption when she comes to me and admits the truth. But of course, you know, she's gonna do whatever she can to survive. She's a New Yorker, broke as shit, not trying to starve. So, <laughs> so um, they really, the job kind of starts off bad because she starts off by being late, by overindulging in food and falling asleep in the bathtub. So he goes in there, this kind of just immediately escalates the services. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail here because I think it's kind of fun if you want to read it. But basically, she has the dynamics of a brat. But with a lot of heart. Very interesting. Very funny. And then, you know, Sir is kind of like a, like a dom who likes physical punishment. Um, and they fit together really, really, oh, bad choice of word, and whatever. Um, they do well together <laughs> as, like, um, 
you know like as a couple they do well together they both have their secrets or whatever but they do both genuinely like each other and he's not like human men because he's really able to commit or whatever but the story kind of diverges from there from just a romance story to kind of like how humanity itself is kind of bratish and like a like a Jesus parable kind of situation. I think it's a, I think it was super interesting and super enjoyable. And I do recommend that if you want something to give you like a big laugh every once in a while, because I'm not gonna lie, I was uh, listening to this while I was on a treadmill because I've hacked my um, account to allow me to just use them as audiobooks. Don't judge me and don't ask me how I did it, but um, I did have genuine fucking laughs where I just stopped. And I was on my treadmill and I would be rolling. Like, nah, you didn't just say that. I'm telling you, the whole, like, um, it's like uh, physics, but complicated. That That's not where the humor ends, I promise you. It is freaking funny. Uh, even some of the scenarios that they find themselves in, it's hilarious. But it does bring in, it does bring up interesting points about humanity. And I did really, really, really enjoy that. So if you want to pick up something to read, I think it's only like two dollars or something, two, three dollars if you don't have the account. You know, but if if you want to check it out, I highly recommend it. The last book I'm gonna talk about is something I'm currently reading. I'm like halfway done right now. It's called Wed to the Alien Warrior. And the difference between this one and my big alien boss is that this girl's actually competent. Um, <laughs> um, so apparently this uh, young woman and her teammate of, I think it's around four to five other women are all military trained. She is the leader and she is going to take them on a mission to go to this alien planet to get some technology that Earth really requires. Hold on, let me find the names of everybody because I don't just want to be like. Let me just give you actual names. So let me just let me just search up real quick. Names are not my thing. Where to the alien warrior? Yeah. And okay, let's see if we can find it. Yes. Okay. It's five dollars if you actually want to buy it. You don't have to. Honestly, you can just do what I did with the Kindle Limited. Anyways. So, what's it called? Bitch, what is her name? I hate when they don't put the names in the descriptor, and I have to like read. Whatever. Fucking captain. Anyways. So the captain uh, ends up kind of on this planet called the Suvin's planet, whatever. And they're the first all women's team in space. Now, the reason why they're there, supposedly what they're told is that they are ripe for invasion and they have to go place nicey nice with the Suvin's, which are these like lizard-ish people. Um, but they look very humanoid, um, and they have very beautiful, luscious hair, and they're 
into very tough buff tough women in general so yeah um <laughs> so they need the translators and they need some of their weapons and they're already highly armored themselves because they're kind of like lizardish so their skin is very hard to penetrate or whatever so they're trying to play nicey nice because they had already helped them previously in another war and they know that they can't survive without their help and technology so they're there to play nicey nice when they get there they kind of get greeted um by these like super perfected like alien hot men because <laughs> is there a better greeting no no there isn't anyways so <laughs> they get greeted by them and um immediately they kind of go into this dancing and this and the fourth we also get the male perspective this one as well which i really do enjoy getting both perspectives sometimes um and <laughs> he uh, the main alien who <laughs> meets the captain he is a war hero or whatever and he's just super excited to catch a bride basically because the women in his species are limited and dying out it's almost an all-male species because there was a virus interplanetary virus that ended up uh, affecting the reproduction of women so their species is at a point where at the precipice of extinction and extinction ex, extinction they extinction i don't know why that word is so hard for me to say extinction and they found out that humans are one of the few like populations that they can potentially mate with and survive with and continue on their species with so they were told that they were going to get five willing participants in this willing to meet with them so they're excited or whatever and when they greet them they're like super happy and they go into like their wedding ceremonies but these women think it's not a wedding ceremony that it's a welcoming ceremony one of them kind of catches on that something's extremely wrong the other one's not feeling the situation but the captain being who she is is like no we have to play nicey nice we're here to play nicey nice play nicey nice take your feelings shove them up your ass do what you gotta do but we're here for a mission and earth needs us so during this situation she's participating they give her some kind of drink she ends up a little bit kind of drunkish um and during the event of the wedding there sh- and she finally gets her like they start getting their like translators put into their ears ends up that they are attacked by a specific faction of the population the Subin population that doesn't like this idea I think it's wrong and what happens is it ends up blowing up the captain's ship so they run into basically this gigantic forested area and they kind of got to go for it unfortunately for them it's like monsoon season or some bullshit and it is pouring it is calming down at this point um she's able to kind of start understanding him and He's explaining to her how, like, they're married, but he's going to protect her. And she's so confused and finally kind of clicks on her that they were sold out. 
they weren't told exactly why they were there. And now here she is wed to some in a weird ass sham marriage to some alien warrior that she actually kind of knew of because he was known for being quite the brutal warrior and had quite the reputation. But um, she was just like I guess I have to do what I have to do for Earth. She's like I don't I'm not your wife though like I'm here to play nicey nice with you. And that's when he kind of realizes that holy shit like she was tricked. She doesn't want she doesn't want to be my woman. You know and even though I think she's perfect and I want to be with her she doesn't. So I'm gonna do whatever I can, keep it in my pants, be, you know, a good dude or whatever, and hopefully she'll, like, you know, fall in love with me. Like, it's really sweet. It's really cute. And he really admires her strength, but, um, there were certain events, which were (laughs) super interestingly written, by the way. Um, she ends up becoming LSD high horny by some alien snails, fun story i'm telling you it's it's fun um and that kind of catalyst into like testing him as a person and how far he's willing to go um it also kind of brings them closer together they kind of start forming a friendship and that friendship becomes a little bit more as they try to find their way from this middle nowhere territory with people coming after them to the city that they're supposed to be headed towards to kind of regroup because it did not plan out ahead for a potential attack. And it's it's really pretty, honestly. I like it. It it's definitely it has a good female lead. The guy is funny, even though he's an alien and doesn't always understand everything, he's still like he's sharp on the upkeep, he's interesting they make a good couple they're both very strong and her strength doesn't get in the way of his and his strength doesn't get in the way of hers but in fact they do very well complement each other and i do love that kind of complementary love and so honestly this is a good read it's it was a really good read for me and i'm gonna make this episode a little longer because there's just been so many things that i've been reading especially since i was down for so long so this episode's gonna keep on going, baby. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was one of the things that I was looking into and really enjoying. And then I was also reading some schmutt, uh, schmutt manga, some Jose up in here. Um, I don't feel bad. I don't. If I have shame, it went somewhere. Just not here. So anyway. <laughs> So anyways, let me go over, let me go over what I have been reading, okay? Uh, I, let me let this load. Um, Welcome to the Muscle Salon. Now, that shit was um, high key, the funniest, most smuttiest thing I ever read in my life. This girl, main character, OP, is just, how do I say this? She's gotten over a bad high school relationship, high school breakup. She ends up going to this um, host bar club thing where she can order a candy heart. And that basically is to have sex with um, the workers, the host. This bitch must have a magical vagina. This, This is about to go left. 
She has apparently a magic vagina because she heals everybody's internal fucking aching wounds and sadness and like, I don't know, self-deprivation with just being herself. She's just kinky. Let's just, let's just be honest. She's fucking kinky and everybody's down for it. And she basically makes her way around the bar until she finally makes her way to the main bar owner who just happens to be the ex-boyfriend who broke up with her and gave her trauma in the first place and allowed her to be the hoe that she was meant to be because you know magical vagina shouldn't be single for too long there was more than that clearly and the art style was absolutely beautiful i'm not gonna lie but it was kind of hikey funny another thing i read was a succubus and the thereafter now this one, it sounds like it might potentially be super dirty, but it wasn't. It was actually, like, the most wholesome thing in this whole entire, like, conversation we've had so far. Um, so, this is Succubus, and as you know, Succubus live for a very long time. They're demons, whatever, and in this society, Succubuses are looked down on. But this man um, is married to one of them. This man is 50-something years old. And he's been married to her since, like, they were, like, 17 or 18. And now he's getting older. And he seems like he doesn't want to have sexual relations anymore. And so she's concerned. Like, he doesn't love me because without sex, like, what am I? What do I have to offer him? And it's unfair to see herself that way. But, you know... I guess it happens. And so she tries her hardest to kind of seduce him. And it all kind of ends up failing. So at one point, she gets really upset. And she uses her succubi powers. Ending up, like, sucking a bit of his life force out. And sending him to the hospital. Where she kind of beats herself over it. Because even her daughter says, you know, like, Mom, clearly you have somebody who loves you. Like, you're being ridiculous. Just calm down. Everything's fine. You know, he does get older or whatever. And, you know, in her mind, she thinks that maybe he's cheating on her. But the reality is, is that he feels like he's not attractive enough for her. And he's gaining weight. And they kind of have a beautiful heart to heart. And it's nothing super sexual. But it is really adorable. And it does deal with, like, the marriage's woes. Like, once you start getting older and sex isn't, like the biggest thing in your relationship anymore (laughs) it's really it's pretty wholesome honestly i'm not gonna lie it was one of those stories that i was just like oh and you you think that it wouldn't be but it was it was it was really pretty i I appreciated it now for the rest of the smut i'm gonna kind of just breeze on by so if you're ready let's get with it uh first thing i read the cat the cat excuse me cat like vampire eats up to the bones now this is a childhood vampire romance where the girl is a regular human the dude is a vampire who kind of stays in her house and they've been friends since childhood and he kind of wants to possess her she's not down for that and he keeps giving her warnings like hey this whoever you're working with right now he's really interested in you and you should stop it but she pays him no attention and of course she finds herself in a messy situation and they kind of go from there. The consent is a little dubious but the story is really interesting and there ends up being a three way out of it. This, let me just say that. Alright. 
Ooh, these kids be going fucking wild. Yep, can't can't with them. Anyways. Another interesting story is called Tane Gan Mibute Koi Ninaru. And let me try to see if I can fucking find a translation for that title. Ah, there is. Anyways, it's basically about a woman who ends up taking in this plant because she's in an isekai world where she is a little plant store owner. And this super beautiful man ends up giving her this like very weird alien plant and asks if she could take care of it because he's a marine biologist, but sir, currently he's very busy and if she doesn't mind because she's a florist. And of course she says, yeah, sure, whatever. But this kind of uh, leads to catalyst of her having these uh, uh, sexual dreams and these uh, sexual things happening in her dreams and ends up that he's actually behind it. So yeah um (laughs) and he's kind of prepping her to really meet him it's a really interesting story now this one is a little dubious and i'm a little mm, when it comes to recommending this but the art style is a lot like miss k and uh the the sick man and if you know then you know and if you don't know hmm (laughs) shame on you Anyways, Tori ni jimi no ko o mukae no gaksoto so, which is just kind of hot. So, there is a guy who looks a lot like the sick man from Mr. K, and he is kind of like a grim reaper. He's a soul collector. And. He is tasked with a job right now of collecting a soul from a girl who died in the men's washroom. Um, when he goes to kind of collect her, he finds her um, enjoying herself a little too much. And she kind of died a virgin and she wants to do something something with him. And of course he is far too eager to comply because of course he would be. And apparently he can no longer quote unquote find her soul. Yeah, it, it it's it's one of those kind of funny. There were a couple other ones, but those are the main one that kind of stood out to me. Otherwise, in that I think that this this is done. I've spoken enough, and if you guys want to join me, I will start doing these a little bit more again. It's just been a very hectic. 2023 but we're in february and that means love and <laughs> all right stick around guys i'll be back all right bye enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at bet mgm sign up using code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with bet mgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with bet mgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever remember to use code champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 